fast break whatever you call it uh, welcome to another episode of after the nighty pod and today we are two men down shibzi and barriano around they have work and there are just many issues involved here but here with me today is yeah. abraham our only out guy oragni king yeah, what's good guys we're back again happy new year yeah, happy new year to you. <laughs> oh man. I feel At like this point it's not even any of them. New nickname. We need to give you a new nickname. I even, even me, I don't even know. I don't even know which one to look for. <laughs> I yeah. don't even know. Maybe maybe I'll be the guy that is like um fuck all United players to be get new players or something, because they're <laughs> ah. yeah. Yeah, but it's calm, it's calm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Actually, I'm. I'm about to complete my NYSC. I can't. I'm so happy. And for like people listening abroad that don't know what NYSC is, is like Nigerian paramilitary service, a one-year paramilitary service where. It's so unnecessary. I don't even have to explain. Just know that it's so unnecessary, basically. But yeah, before we continue, yeah. actually, shout out to... I'm Sh- sure like, it's so bad that like all of them know it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, they should. But yeah, shout out to Shubzi. Shubzi just joined us. Hey, Yo, Shubzi, my what's man. What's up, up, my guy? Yay, my guys. I miss the guys, Dead man. Guy. Happy New Year, guys. I thought you were, I thought you were going to be sleeping, idiot. Bro, bro. I was asleep. Oh. That's our next thing. One person just called my phone. Oh. I will not mention names, but it's just, woman, it's woman. You know, I'm you know. I'm dead. <laughs> but I may not be here for long. Oh. I just want to like hop in, hop out, just make sure I make an appearance. You get scam, 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 scam. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Since you are going to hop out soon, right? Just give us your new year re- re- resolution. What have you planned to do this year? That you're going to stick to it. Me, I'm chasing the bag. Ah. That's all. It's calm, it's calm. And now you chase the bag. That's a resolution now. Okay, give give myself down. Abraham, how far? What's your new year resolution? Um... I I have a lot, but like the some of them are personal, so I won't obviously like yeah, yeah, see yeah. them. Just something you can share. Here on the pod, obviously. Um, um, take the gym a bit more seriously this year. Yeah, um, that's that's part of my resolution. Probably like, yeah, like I feel like most of us would do like this is the year most of us would like properly like take our fitness seriously, and then um. Probably um, like put more like work on my football journalism work basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are these big ones. Yeah, maybe yeah. you should even start a, a blog post like Shibzi, and then it will be like the Athletic. Yeah, like writing for yeah for after the night that kind of thing makes sense. Yes, yeah, so come yeah. come and join. <laughs> yeah, 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 actually, we we'll even we we'll even talk about this. Uh, yeah. But that's for after that's for that's for Absolutely. it's not for them to, to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for my own resolution, yeah, actually, 
I just want to read more this year. Apart from going to the gym, I, I, I haven't signed up this evening. So yeah, I'm going tomorrow. I want to read more. Man, like, man, since, man. I left, since I left school in 2020, like since we left school, I just figured out that throughout 2021, yeah. I actually didn't properly read a book. Yeah, because <laughs> like every yeah. time I, I actually school, I can't lie. I was always yeah. like, ah, I've left school. Ah, I can't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I can't even lie. Like, I think it was it was one of my roommates in see before we left. I think it was him that like properly like made me see that like this reading thing is actually like helpful because like this guy had books for days. And I'll just be looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? But it's not like now that like you see the emphasis like like the importance of reading. So man, I think without like me too, I would probably want to add that because I don't I've gotten a few self funny enough. See how God works. Yeah, okay. That, that's good, that's good. So yeah, let's let's yeah, head into the football side of things and let's start with AFCON. Obviously, it's the African Cup of Nations, um, Africa's tournament to see who's going to who's the best in, in continent, right? And they started yesterday. Actually, missed the opening ceremony because I had an outing yesterday. But um, Abraham, yeah. how has um, AFCON been for you so far? How have you enjoyed the tournament? Um. I would like I watched a lot of um, Afghan matches before, like previous ones before this year's, and I I would say I'm kind of impressed but disappointed. It's weird, but I'm impressed in the sense that like um, there's more emphasis on like let's say tactics now. Like players are more um they are more drilled or they are better coached now. So like you don't see as much stupidity on the pitch like. There's so much like teams want to keep the ball, teams want to hold the ball, they want to move it well, they want to like there's a lot of possession and positional play going on, unlike before, where it's just basketball, the ball is here, the ball is there, the ball is here, the ball is there, like that, like that. So I've been impressed with that. But then still the same issue of you know, players, their fitness is still, you know how Africans don't really take that thing serious. So and even- there's that, and by the time is yeah, like by the time it's like half and like when an hour has gone, everybody's tired, then the match becomes disorganized. Everyone, the whole thing just becomes very irritating. So there's still, I think there's still so many issues that it's it's going to take a while before it like changes. But that's like my biggest one: the fact that we're not really taking that part as serious. And then you know the whole normal Africa issues: bad pitches, the ball is terrible. Of shitting is whack. It's, there's still that, but I mean, I think maybe because now there's more, will I say, emphasis on African football, so it's probably going to get better from here on out. I don't know. Maybe this is new, but thinking is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, can only go up from there. Can only go up from here. Right, that's calm. But um, I don't know if this is like a thing. But I'll, I'm just thinking about how like. If you are a betting man, right? If you're someone that bets a lot, you can mm. actually bet all the group games to be like under 3.5 goals. And I say <laughs> very high likelihood to enter because um. games don't pass 1 0. Guy, like, except the team. Well, I, I don't know what the problem is with that one. So I don't know. Is it that the defense? Like, is I don't even know why. Or the attacks, or the attacking, um, <laughs> or it's just chaos. I think it's it's a combination of 
let's say both or all. You know how, like I said, first of all, it, it, a lot of it has to do with like fitness. You know how if you watch like most like teams in Europe or most Europe, like how European football is, there's so much emphasis on like team fitness. So even to the 90th minute, you still see like let's say for example Liverpool, you still see their fullbacks bombarding the wings even like 90th minute. So there's obviously that issue. So because the fitness isn't as great, like you see the defenders are defending, the midfielders are just doing everything midfielders, then the attacking like work is not left for only the attackers. So you have like sometimes in some matches you see like two, three attackers defend them. I'm trying to break down like seven, eight people by themselves. And then once they lose the ball, the other team now tries to do the same thing. So it's just that whole, like we said, that whole basketball thing. So it's not coordinated. It's not, it's just vibes. Exactly. So it's not to take time, but I think this is probably going to, this is how it will be to probably like when that quarterfinal stage, when it's now like the bigger countries, then that's when things probably get more interesting. So now you just have to settle the lack of goals because that's just how it is. But do you think this problem is because of there's a lack of emphasis in grassroots football? Because if, because most African um, countries, right, they just rely on their players abroad that have made it abroad. And then it's like, I mean, yeah. these guys are not like, they don't function together, right? Like, okay, let me give you an example. Yeah. Right? So, like, every German squad would, like, will have at least four or five players that have played together in the under-20s, right, or under-19. Yeah. But then, yeah. us as a country, right, I remember um, even um, during Kelechi, Kelechi's time, under-17, right, when he was, like, the highest goal scorer and stuff. Yeah. And none, yeah. none of his guys, I don't, I don't remember any of the players he played with like right now in the national team, I do that I'm broken through, yeah. Yeah. And so so could it be that because everything is just dysfunctional? Like every time there, there's, there's a reason there's a reason behind that. Like firstly, uh, African yeah. players they lie a lot. Right. So like <laughs> age, yeah. We're going to say under yeah. 17, but 25-year-old men are going for under 17 World Cup, claiming to be 16 years old. True, true. I remember I watched, um, was it under 17 World Cup final? I think Nigeria versus Spain or something like that. If you check that Spanish team, eh, if you check that Spanish team, like, if you see, like, five of those guys, they are recognized right now in football. Yeah, but if you now yeah. take the Nigerian team, none of them are actually recognized because they are lying in Africa. They are always lying. They, there are many guys that like see this. Um, Vincent Abubakar, Abi, is that his name? The Cameroonian yeah, for Senegal, Abi for Cameroon. Sorry, yeah, that guy yeah. claims to be that guy claims to be that guy claims to be 29. How I swear that guy is not 29. 29 years old. You're lying, that, you're lying, bro. You're lying. <laughs> like, 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 I've known these guys since I was in like five, primary school. I met Musa has been 29 for like six Bro. years now. Since he was in less. Musa has been in the national team for 100 years, man. <laughs> and he does not want to go anywhere. He still see this Afghan is still going to hit that his aeroplane celebration. He will run around that pitch and hit that celebration. We know. <laughs> and even the next, this next walk up, he will hit it again. One last, like, 
Like I don't Stand, know why last ride. Igalo is coming for half coin. <laughs> so and so and, like now I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. Like that thing, eh, that thing is actually like is a problem because like why why are people lying? Like why are you cutting out your age to just play ball? Like yeah, you are hustling, but like yeah, <laughs> you are going to kill the African sports. Like it's not going to be as good as as um the way it is in Europe. It's just if you check even Tony Cruz, like, like Tony Cruz has been bowling for some for some years now. Like he has been bowling with the, like you said now the German team. They've been playing together for a long time. All these guys they've been yeah. friends since. But like now, like in Nigeria, you can actually see that he's actually getting better because you could see that yeah, it's, it's much better than before. Osimhen and Awoni were in the same, I think, on their 20 team. Mm. And I think a couple of other guys, maybe from the Olympics in 2016, I think them, Etebo and Co. So, like, now it's actually getting a bit better. But across Africa, I don't know about that. Then also, let me just make my own claim. Nigeria is going to beat Egypt 4-0. So oh. down that 2.5 with oh. hey. I'm sorry. I only had to we send the Egyptians back to where they belong. Don't worry. Hey, hey, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> yeah, so we're still talking about like, problems here. So I also think another part of the problem is negligence on the FA sides. On the African FAs, right? I won't even say it's negligence. It's more of corruption. Yeah, apart from that, because I was thinking of these things, right? Why is Emmanuel Dennis not in this squad? And then, like, I read some pieces on the Athletic and, like, all these other pieces and the um, statements from Watford, right? And they said Nigeria requested for Emmanuel Dennis late, right? So I was now thinking that, you know how he has been scoring since, like, September, Right, he has like eight goals in Premier League. I think he has scored. He scored against United, scored uh-huh. against um, Chelsea. He has like come up with heavy goals for Watford, right? And why didn't? Why was he not in the Nigerian squad plans? Because it it, it seemed like he was not in their plans at all. And when they released their first um, provisional squad, there was now pressure that Emmanuel Dennis wasn't there, like from fans and everything. And then they now brought out another list and he was now, they now called him up, right? So does that mean that he was never in their plans for them to have requested for him earlier? Do you get what I'm saying? Because they are, they are yeah, um, calling abroad and they still keep on calling people that are not on form. Like, to be honest, I don't see, I don't know why it will be in this team, right? Like, yeah. not to hate only money or anything, but I don't know why he's in this team. There are other Nigerians that have, that have been better, right? So, I could it, could it just be that, like just negligence? Another uh, is, is negligence on the side of the FA. Um, for the Dennis one, um, I saw. I think I saw a thread. I'm not sure if the thread is. I, I'm not sure if that's like what, exactly what happened. Like facts, but from what the person said was, he basically like had like a whole timeline, and everything kind of sounded legit. So apparently, um, why he wasn't because you have to like notified like teams way ahead before you even put out like um your full like team for the tournament you have to have like a draft of like players you're considering so you have to notify the clubs before so i think because because you have to do that early that was still you know we have we um we sacked raw 
not long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's one, it's um, a goal or whoever. Yeah. yeah. So he's like an interim type person now. So before the sacked role, I think um, Dennis was having issues even before he left Club Bruges. He was having issues with Raw. So I think it now got to a point where Raw was like, you know what? You're not the only guy that like, can do a job for me. You're good though, but like, there are so many more strikers that I can rely on and you don't need to be that guy. So I think he eventually dropped in and that's why he wasn't in like the initial draft. So Watford kind of could have used that as an excuse. Well, I mean, to be fair, they are not wrong, but also like it's not something that they should have done. But Nigeria, like we were wrong because like Raw didn't pick him and there was nothing anybody could do. It was only at the last minute after because I think why this um this Dennis drop was what's like triggered the whole thing. Like they were having issues, but this was like that was like the final straw. So I think after the sack thing, then Ego Vern now what came one? and immediately he came in. Yeah, immediately he came in, came in his exactly. That was the first thing, just bringing Dennis immediately. So by then, you I think it was too late. So what's what we were like, you know, what's like we're in relegation scrap, and you guys didn't follow the technicality so technically you are not you are not wrong but then like i mean if you can't you shouldn't do that so there's that whole problem and then the thing of like bringing players that are not form um i think the issue is you know how you don't we don't really have like established football players that play like in nigeria or just like grassroots ballers and even if we do, the scouting is terrible. So we literally just have to depend on players that we know or we've heard about for long, even if they're playing well or not. So I think, especially, and for Iwobi's case, I think they called him up because he has played so many tournaments with Nigeria. So obviously he has that experience, which I kind of understand. So it's just like all of those things. The scouting is terrible. There is lack of infrastructure. Then you just have to now depend on your household names. Because even it's not even only us. I can for, for other countries like you're still seeing team. I think the only the only um, manager that didn't do that in this whole tournament was the Moroccan guy because he didn't cause yet. So he's no, probably no, he the had, only he guy that has. With ZH. He, he actually exactly has, exactly because ZH has disciplinary issues, and so issues, he, yeah, he's out of the squad. But you know the thing, you know the thing. I think most other coaches are probably still called him because this is half one. So they'll be like, you know what? I have issues with you, but fuck it. Like, I, like if we win it at the end of the day, whether we have issues or not, to do well for our um, yeah. CD. But then he didn't. So I think maybe like there are not that many coaches that can do that. So that's like plus Nigeria. If you don't call somebody, then you know how it is now. I'll talk to my guy. My guy will talk to my guy. It's now cause trouble upstairs. All of a sudden, the people backing the coach or road. They are, it's now like if a war, okay, I don't back you anymore. You're not my guy. Before you know, this person has lost his job, this person has lost his job. You know, just it's just how it, politics basically is just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Then another thing that even ties to politics is this thing that Nigeria does. And Nigeria is the only country I've heard of that does this that we have quota systems in our for picking our squad. Even for every sporting competition, we, we have quota systems. And that is very wrong. Right. And that's why, like, I, I read this trade on Twitter and, and they said that's why they still call Musa because they need to have, like, someone from yeah. the group, right? And, like, they, they need... Are you serious? Yeah, we, we we have quota systems. Like, that's why when... Wow. Um, the, um, for Olympics, when um, the basketball guys, most of them were from one part of the country, right? 
and then a sexual issues. Right, and then a section, um, a section of Nigeria kept on complaining that uh, they are not being represented there. But actually, yeah. it, it just is up. It's just up to how good you are, right? And and I I, I think that's that, that's going to be Nigeria's downfall if if we continue like that. If we don't keep picking the best players, right, we would yeah. have that problem. And and recently, you know, we, we we've gotten a new coach, um, that is going yeah. to take over for the El uh, Mosico. Um, Jose Pesero, Pes He's a um, he's our new coach. Yeah, he's our new coach, but he's not going to coach for Afcon. Right? But after Afcon, yeah, after yeah. Afcon, he's going to coach for um the World Cup playoffs and the next Afcon. Yeah, the next Afcon qualifiers, right? So I just hope he doesn't like bow into those pressures, and then like. Does this whole quarter thing because like he used to get me? But you know the problem. The problem is if he doesn't, he's probably going to get sacked again. That, 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 you that's, get that's that's messy. Because like the thing with Nigeria is like our issues are deeper. Like they are deeper. If we talk they're about deeper them, than, stuff, deeper than the pitch. Deeper exactly, they are deeper than the pitch. So even if like he just, I hope like hopefully he's just the type of person that can let's see manage and the situation ground. better. Yeah, yeah. stand his ground. Yeah. Yeah, just Nigeria. So, so um before we leave Nigeria and the Afghan um Labalu. Um who how far do you think Nigeria can go in this tournament? Uh oh <laughs> I think if we had um if we had um Osimen and Dennis, we probably would go further for like now. I'd... But I think we can leave our so it's going to be hard, man. No, obviously, obviously. I think um, from what I heard, from, I was hearing, when I was watching the Senegal match, apparently the commentator said for this first round, there's only eight teams that um, would get eliminated. So obviously, you're going to be yeah. part of the eight. The only issue is from there upwards, like how, who can we beat and how good are we realistically? So well, I think, I think I, that's, that's where the issue is. The semifinals. We have. We have good enough. <laughs> we have Ooh. good enough. Oh, some finals is stretchy. We, I think, yeah. I think the only teams right now that I would be weary of of Nigeria playing are Ghana and um, sorry, Ghana, um, Morocco, and Algeria. Every other team, I think, yeah. we should have a comfortable win. I don't. I think we'll beat Ghana. The only see the issue is, you know, the thing is, there's a team on paper, and then there's the and team there's on the pitch. And you know, like this is this is literally like United. I don't. I know we're not speaking about them, but this is like literally Manchester United. There's a team on paper, then there's a team on the pitch. So on paper, we look like a very good team. Like we have the players. Even me, I feel like we should go far. But then if you now go to the pitch, it's a whole different ball game entirely. Yeah. And the issue with, like I said earlier in the pod, what I've been impressed with this Afcon is so many teams being coached and like positional play improving, even though all around like it's still not as good as it should be, but like there's still improvements in other countries. Like even today, Senegal are even meant to be the favorites by far. Yeah, like Zimbabwe cool. literally had them on lock; they were terrible, and it just had like it was literally luck that they got that penalty and then they won. 
And <laughs> I don't know if Nigeria, I don't know if we've been blessed with that luck over time. So <sighs> I feel like we should be up there, but something is just going to happen and then we end up not being up there. So, <sighs> man, honestly, I think if you're, you're, if you're a Nigerian fan or you're rooting for Nigeria, just hope for the best. Like, just wherever we go and wherever we stop, then fine, we, we try it because. Um, realistically, this isn't even really our full team. There are so many players that we still need to, we are begging to call up anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I uh, for now, I think uh, this playing World Cup, yeah, see, World the list is long, like, there are so many, and all of them, if they come to this team, they literally make it very, very good, exactly. So, right now, I feel like if you look at the Nigerian squad, man, it's just vibes. This Afcon is literally just vibes. Let's just enjoy it. Wherever we stop, then it's fine. Because if we go and play a team like Senegal, I doubt we are going to be even even Egypt that we're meant to beat hands down. Salah could pull something out of his ass, and then we end up drawing or losing. So yeah, so Nigerian fan, man, just enjoy this tournament. It's all vibes. Just be happy. Akon yeah. is is happening. So yeah, that's calm. That's calm. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, what? So what other teams do you um? See as contenders. So if you are rank, ranking like your top five, your top five contenders from least to win it to the eventual winners, how are you going to? Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, anybody would be a brave person not to bet, bet at um, bet on Senegal because <laughs> if you see their full team, like size, my lung size isn't even there. And their whole team, like if you see their team of people, you probably know nine out of ten, nine out of eleven of all of them. So if I mean personally, I feel like they are clear favorites. They might not be the best team, but on paper, they just have so much more quality compared to everybody else. So I, I think Senegal is up there. Um yeah, but like Morocco. I want you to do a ranking from. From the okay, from, like your top five. Um, so that's the list to win it. To okay, top five eventual winners. Yeah. So okay, okay. So number five, Nigeria, obviously, because they have to be here. Then um, number four, I'll go Algeria. Right. Number three. But, oh. but you know, Algeria were the were the last winners, right? And yeah, the the last they have, winners. They have, just... they, they have pretty good players. Plus, they haven't lost yeah, game of football. Their players are not wow. off. Um, you know the thing? You see, you know the thing? Afcon is a completely different ball game. I don't know if you remember, but there was this time that Ghana, I think Ghana won Afcon or something. Was it like back-to-back? I don't know if it was back-to-back or something. Well, no, it was Egypt. But they shall won it or they went for right. it. Exactly, it was back Egypt. Back back. They won it like three times in a row. But they couldn't even qualify for World Cup. So, like, that's Afcon for you. Afcon is different. Whether you are on smoke before you come to Afcon, Afcon is different. The rules are different. I mean, it's why they call it total Afcon. So yeah. the Algeria, yes, they have a good team. They have the numbers, but man, Afcon is different. And if you're not ready for Afcon, then Afcon is ready for you. So yeah, I mean, I, they won last time, so they probably could do it again. Who knows? But. I feel like if they play Senegal, man, it's not going to be close. Especially with how everybody, like the Senegalese players right now, I don't even think there's any of them that that's off form. So, man, good luck to you if you're playing Senegal. So, um, 
Number three, uh, I'll go Cameroon because they're at home and their fans are probably going to push them far. So Cameroon, then uh, Morocco, then of course Senegal <laughs> by far. Uh, that's my top five. Okay, that's calm, that's calm. I see that Egypt isn't there at all. Are there any reasons for that? Nah, man. One man can only take you so far. <laughs> One man can only take you so far, man. And Egypt, they have players too. It's just if you if Nigeria even favors to beat with them, there's there's an issue. Like I'm, and that's not just Nigeria. It's just like even we, we are not even as good as we're meant to be, and we are even meant to beat them. So if we can beat you, then you have no affiliation with any Afghan whatsoever. That's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah. All right then. All right then. Um, what else? What else do you need to talk about before we go? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, we have to speak about our club. This one. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to talk about it. It's just <laughs> yeah, like we, we don't really need to say much because I mean I don't think there's anything new to say. Like exactly, we sound like a broken record every time because it's it's the same thing. No, no. We say the same thing. <laughs> no style of play. The oh gosh, even even today, even though they kept a clean sheet this evening against Villa, right? Villa still scored. Yeah. Like even that whole offside, <laughs> that whole offside call. We scored twice. <laughs> it was. He scored know, twice. When, when was the second time? Okay, no, no, they scored once. They scored you know, once. there was the cross and then the offside. Oh. You know, there was one count of Danny Ings, then he now put it to Watkins, then Watkins now scored, now called it offside. Okay, okay. Then there was now the cross of the Cavani foul, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, every, every time Gila got the ball, he looked threatening, so... To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... The body language of the player... To be honest, it's just... Terrible, so. <laughs> to, to be told, I think we can all agree that this United team is terrible. Like, and okay, or there's there's something I want to address quickly. This whole um, Ronaldo is the problem thing. People will look at it as if I have my Ronaldo fanboy hat on. But when I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing like I'm serious. I drop whatever agenda I have. Right. If you genuinely think Ronaldo is the issue in this team, then <laughs> I'm sorry, but you have so many things coming for you. I won't even say another thing because it's not one, it's not two, it's like ten. <laughs> if you think Ronaldo is the issue, um, <laughs> better go and buy all the hankies you have because you're going to cry a lot. They are just like, see today, like today was just, I think today was just the peak of it. This like you know how we've been criticizing like so many people have been criticizing these United players for almost a week now, a week plus leaks, yeah. And this player is unhappy, dressing is this, dressing is that. So you know how before the game, this player came out, oh, we need to do this statements flying left and right and center. And even at that, like they came out and they are still terrible. <laughs> Let me just tell you, United is a terrible team. We need, we literally, right now, we are rebuilding our rebuild. <laughs> I have never seen that in football before. When you rebuild, you rebuild. Review. And that's what yeah. we have to do now. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it's crazy. Man, 
I think the problem, like the thing is where we were rebuilding, we were going backward, but we thought we were going forward. So now that we've reached where we've reached, just now that we see, oh, we were going the wrong way, so now we have to go the right way. So, man, <laughs> 400 million and and 400 million on 13, I think only spent 400 million, 450 or something, or 13 players. And if you look at those 13, we don't even have up to five. Five is a stretch, Seth, but we don't even have up to five that have been new, like the they were quality, I don't say quality sign, but like they did what they were meant to do, if that makes sense. We don't even have up to five. And five is a stretch. I can only in my head, I can only think of Bruno, maybe maybe Ronaldo, maybe maybe self is like eh, the numbers. Yeah. Almost. It's just weird. It's Don't worry. It's, it's, it's a topic for another day. We'll talk about United another day. Yeah, it's a topic. Yeah. 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 I think at this point, we can end the podcast. And we're having something out soon. So you guys should stay tuned um, for any announcements from us. And we'd like you to yeah. also um, send messages to our social platform. That's um after the after the ninety underscore on Instagram and after the ninety on Twitter, right? For any suggestions or anything you'd like to hear from us and stuff like that. And if you'd like to collaborate with us, you can also send DMs. We are always open and we're ready to listen to you. And on this note, yeah. I'm going to say thank you very much, Abraham. What's up, man? Yeah, shout out to Shubzy for dropping in and dropping out because of babe, but it's cool, it's calm. Shout out to the Barry as well. Yeah. Happy New Year to you guys, and this has been After the Night Report. Peace. Yeah.